Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years. And each week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Joe Batanz. Every week, we catch up. Correct. I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) How are you? Long Um, time no talk, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing well. Uh, why don't you explain the, 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 what the mean of that joke is? Well, Joe and I just hung up literally seconds ago uh, from a taping – or no, we were guests on the one-on-one show with Larry Flick uh, live on Sirius XM Radio on Entertainment Weekly Channel. Yeah. And we just talked about catching up. So there's a potential that people listening to this maybe are testing out our episode because they just heard about us. You know what? That, that, now we understand why we were on this show. Because every single week, Mike, without fail, we bring entertainment to the people. Oh, yeah. Just like Entertainment Weekly Magazine. Like Entertainment Weekly Magazine comes out every single week. They don't miss a week. Never. Neither do we. No, never. That's, of course, it's natural that they had us on the show. We, do, we come out with an episode every single week. Uh, rain or shine. We had a good time. I have no idea what the weather would do with it. Go, I'm sorry, what? I do, I do think beforehand, Joe and I, like, uh, Joe gave me a ring and he was like, what are we going to talk about? Like, yeah. what what should we do? But Larry, I mean, Larry's a professional. He does this show, you know, he's he's been doing this for a long time. So, like, it was very natural, easy conversation, good interview. If you have Sirius XM, I hope you listen because it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, he, you know, what's funny too is that he invited us on the show, but it's clear that he listens. Like he had stuff to say about the show to the point that I was actually kind of he did good job informing the audience of what he was talking about. But he would bring up elements from the show that shows that he it really is a listener. Yeah, he had feelings about uh, your friend uh, John Paul and Evil John. Yeah, he thought Evil John is ridiculous. Yeah. And want to know why I hang out with him, which is funny because it shows you he's a relatively new listener. Because that's usually the question people have about Richard. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. they want to know why uh, I hang out with him. You know, one of the things you know we can talk about this right now is <laughs> Joe. Why are you repeating all these things that are insulting <laughs> to people? Does it make you feel better about yourself? No. I might have to cut all this out. You're right. Everyone hates your new haircut, but I think it's okay. (laughs) Okay, and we're back. (laughs) Uh, Joe just put his foot in his mouth a bunch of times. Like 12 times in a row. Like the second you said something insulting and I corrected you, you said something insulting about somebody else. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Okay. Here's what, here's what I will do. Here's what I will do. Here's what I will say. Jay Ellis, Daniel Brewer, and Taylor the Latte Boy. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the reason that you're not mad at Joe right now is because Mike is a good person and he told him that what he's doing is awful. <laughs> oh my god, so funny. Okay, but I had so- a really good time doing the serious show. If you got to listen to it, uh, we hope you had a good time listening to yeah. it. Yeah. Hope he invites us back. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Everyone should get Sirius XM just in case he invites us back. Yeah. Um, cool. So what else, Joey? What's going on with you? Well, Mike Lawson, as you know, uh, one of the results of breaking up is that I was left. You know, some people are left with children. You know, people fight over the children. Some people fight over a house. The pets. Uh, I had Hollywood Bowl tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I got the Hollywood Bowl tickets in the relationship. 
And so I had two tickets to go see Weird Al Yankovic at the Hollywood Bowl uh, last Friday. And uh, I went with my friend, friend of the show, Shannon, also writing partner and hilarious person. And we went to go see Weird Al Yankovic, Mike Lawson. There's not much to report. In fact, if anything, I was sort of disappointed because... Like, Weird Al Yankovic puts on a good show, but the tickets were, and I'm not saying this to brag. I don't know what, this isn't bragging, but they were $60 a piece, okay? (laughs) What's so funny? (laughs) I'm not saying this to brag, but I got ripped off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't want to be one of these people who brags, but I got ripped off by Weird Al Yankovic. No, but what I mean is, the show started at 8, and it did, but it had an opening act of an acapella band or group or whatever you call them, right? I don't know how you feel. I I kind of hate acapella. Okay. I don't hate it. I think it's interesting. I've never seen, like, a show of it, though. Like, I've watched um, this one with Nick Lachey. You know this acapella? Oh, yeah, yeah, from 98 Degrees? Yeah, and Ben Folds is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sing-Off, I think, or Sing, yeah. sing Along, something like that. Mm-hmm. I watched that, but I, I couldn't imagine sitting and just watching a long show of it. A long show of, like... And then they go, and then it's always, yeah, and then and then they always act like they're the ones who, like, look, in the old days, you know, acapella groups would be like singing like, Carolina gave me Dinah, you know, and then you're like, and then it was like, Dinah, is there anyone finer? So it'd be dumb stuff like that, right? Then they would, and then somebody thought it'd be really clever. Let's let's do an updated pop song, right? right? But now that's all they are, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, every song now is like. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, like a virgin. Touch for the very first time. They thought they would do an updated version, and they picked a song from 1983. Yeah, but they think they're really cool. That's the newest. What if they did, like, from to call back to last week, what if it was, like, an acapella? See, this would be an acapella band that I like. If they did, like, acapella versions of obscure TV theme songs, like, I used to be sad. I used to be shy. So, like, funny. I love how everything acapella for you is just boop, 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 boop. Isn't that everything acapella? So. So anyway, it was that it was this fakanta acapella music for like an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's nine. No, yeah, like nine o'clock, Mike. Then for like half an hour, there's a break. Half an hour. Oh. Then Weirdo Yankovic comes out and does his shtick, right? He played for an hour, and then the show was over. That's a little weird. Yes, I paid $60 for, he, he essentially said, and then also, not only that, he does one song, and then they play a video, like a long video package, like the length of a song, then he comes out and does another song, and then they play a video package, it goes back and forth, so he only really only sang about eight songs, nine songs, like not that many songs. 
Does he wear a lot of costumes? A lot of costumes. He did fat. And here's the other thing. So the most interesting part about this wasn't Weirdo Yankovic, oddly, is, Mike, he has, like, insane, crazy fans. Like, a lot of people were there dressed up as Weirdo Yankovic. Mm-hmm. Like, wearing his clothes and his wigs and whatnot. A lot of... And, Mike, people... And here's the thing. I thought most of the audience was going to be, like, children, you know? But it was mostly, like, nerdy, like, bando teenagers. Okay. Okay. And I then, would have guessed people in their, like, mid-30s to late-30s. Then a lot of people in their mid-30s to almost late-40s. Here's the weird thing, Michael. Have I ever called you Michael? I don't know. I thought that was really weird when you did it, but <laughs> here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing, Mike. Oh, boop, 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 Let it go. This is for the little girls out there and the gay kids. Let it go. Okay. Um, he, th- th- Mike, they would get, like the woman sitting next to me and Shannon and I were crying laughing not at the hilarious lyrics that he wrote to like a you know like a sturgeon or whatever he wrote right but <laughs> but, but, but oh it's like a surgeon isn't it i don't know i don't know anyway mike the the woman next to us who was clearly at least 40 was like peeing herself so excited every time he'd come out and do a song and like crying like weeping and then there was a kind of cute, like, 20-something-year-old kid in front of us who was, like, getting up and, like, rocking out. Like, if he sang, like, Yoda, you know, he got up and, like, was, like, Mike, rocking out as if it were, like, Van Halen doing a, like, jump. Like, just so super, so, like, almost like the like, kind of the way they do when they, they get in those, like, um, what are those things the kids do when they, like, hit each other in the... In mosh the, pit? Like a mosh pit. Huh. Weirdo Weirdo has this thing where people, so music a lot of times helps children figure out like who the cool kids are and who is not cool, right? And so if you don't get music, if you don't understand like mainstream music, a lot of times you become not cool very fast. Yeah. And Weird Al is smart. And he do, he speaks to the kids that maybe don't understand pop music, are not in with the cool music but there mm-hmm. he speaks to that he spoke yeah. to me when i was younger oh, yeah. he spoke to me that way for sure my niece loves weird al yankovic and uh but also when i was like she's gonna learn to play the xylophone in the marching band <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> but when i was 10 years old uh, i loved weird al yankovic but i loved it for the comedy reasons like oh look he's playing with words and it's not like beat it it's eat it yeah you it know? just was like s- smart, I guess. I don't know. Like he spoke to not everyone understood it. I don't know. There was something he did like smells like um what was the Nirvana parody he did? Smells like Oh, he d- he actually played it. Hmm. I forget. That one was uh influential for me that whole album. Oh, he played that song. So you would have been crying like this woman. Yeah, totally. Mike crying. <laughs> crying like tears like she just saw the like the Beatles. And it's husband- weird. I'm not a fan anymore. Like, I don't Neither listen to him anymore. Mike. I would go to the concert, though. I would enjoy that. Mike, I loved him when I was a kid, and I was there, and I was like, ugh, what am I fucking listening to? What the fuck right. is this shit? You know? Well, it's kind of like Pee-wee's Playhouse. Not Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Those movies still hold up. But the Playhouse side of it, it just doesn't do it for me the way it used to. That was, like, everything. I went to the live performance, which I, I know that they they they've, uh, showed on, MT, on HBO. Yeah. But it... 
it, the HBO one was just like a video of the live performance. It didn't capture the energy, but when you were there, it was good. Well, I'm talking about the Playhouse uh, TV show, so not his thing he did for adults. That's funny. Yeah. I'm talking like the – I mean, Phil Hartman did a lot of the stuff on there. And yeah. It yeah. just was – it doesn't hold up anymore. I've tried to rewatch it, and it doesn't do it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too bad. What did you do last week? Well, Joe, um, I had a bunch of Ikea furniture in my house, right? Imagine and people listen to this serious show. They're like, you know what? I'm going to check out Mike and Joe. <laughs> oh, he went to a concert and Mike went to Ikea? Wow. <laughs> Good job, Larry. It's even better. I didn't go to Ikea. What I did <laughs> is I got – um. so, I mean, this was before I met Steve. So, it was like two years ago at least. And – I had Ikea furniture, but I thought I would put it together myself. And over time, I mean, in probably about after a year, it all started breaking. And one of my dressers was like, you had to like put your full body weight on it, like nudge it with your shoulder to open any of the drawers. Uh, Another one of the dressers, like some of the drawers just didn't open. So like the clothes in it were trapped. And Mm -hmm. I just I'm stupid for thinking that I would have the skill to put together Ikea furniture because I don't. Yeah. So I purchased new furniture. Um, I got a couple of dressers, a big wardrobe and um, but my room. I swear to God, this is so boring, but my room doesn't have any storage space. I have a tiny closet that can hang up jackets. Everything else has to be folded and put in drawers, okay? Which is annoying and whatever. So I need a lot of drawers. So I bought these things, but I'm not stupid enough this time to to construct some of it because there was some construction required when I got it home. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on Craigslist and I'm going to find somebody to come over and put it together and I'll pay yeah. them. Yeah, good idea. What about so this I, TaskRabbit? So I went to TaskRabbit first and it was a little bit pricier than I thought because it's hourly, right? Oh, uh, okay. I sort of just wanted to say, here's a flat rate and you could take all fucking night if you want to. Yeah. But I'm only paying you this much mm-hmm. because, you know, if somebody goes slow and TaskRabbit wanted to do it for $40 an hour and I was thinking oh my God. It, it would be four or five hours. Okay. So I put on a Craigslist ad and I got a million and one responses like right away. Whoa, how did you go through all those responses? It was, I think it was a million and one. It could have been a million and ten. Okay, that makes sense. All right. So I'm like going through them and I found, it was basically just pure luck that I picked the guy that I did. Um, I just uh, picked him because he said he had power tools. (laughs) (laughs) How many guys have I picked for that? Did you hear me, ladies? Am I right, ladies? So I did it because I thought, well, he at least will bring tools. So if I don't have all the tools he needs, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. So the guy comes over. uh, Steve and I are both here. Is he hot? Uh, Okay. No. All right. His face is not hot, but he has a pretty decent body. Okay. Okay. How old? Jack. I would say he's like 25, maybe. Okay, I like this. All right, yeah. Okay. Now, wait, is this one of these things because he's white? You don't think he's hot, but I would think he's hot? I don't know for sure that he was white. He could have been Hispanic or mixed race or something. But This is sounding very, very interesting. Go ahead. You know what he... You know what the... I would be curious to see him without his, like, stupid hipster mustache. 
He had like mm-hmm. a really bushy upper lip mustache. Oh, like gross. 70s man. Yeah. Oh, gross. I'm already so, out. Stop telling right? the story. Anyway, this week, Mike, I. <laughs> so his name's Jack. He comes up. He puts. He's starting to put together one piece of furniture. And Steve and I are like moving stuff around, giving him space to do all this. And I say to Steve, like, oh, I got to walk across the street to the liquor store because I have to get cash for this guy. Um, and I'll get drinks. Do you want something to drink? Steve says, whatever, I'll come with you. And then I say, hey, Jack, can I get you something to drink? Yeah. And in my head, the mistake I made in retrospect was I said, I'm going to the liquor store. Jack, can I get you something to drink? Right? So in his head, he said, I think he's thinking like, oh, these guys are going to drink and uh, I'll have a beer. So he asked me to get him beer. Okay. Which is annoying because I don't drink alcohol. You know that since the beginning of this year, I've given up alcohol. Sure. So I'm like, uh, I have to buy this guy beer. Mm-hmm. So I buy a six pack of beer and give it to him. And he is the slowest person on putting this stuff together. But as I told you, and this is the exact reason why, it's a flat rate. So take your time. Sure. Uh, you and I have talked about this in the past. We talked about it when it had to do with like maid service or cleaners. Mm-hmm. People like, you, I think you said it had something to do with race, in your opinion. Um, how I like, I will feel uncomfortable when somebody comes around and like cleans around me. Oh, do I don't remember, think it's do race. This? I think it's class. Oh, class. And mm-hmm. I think I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I think that there's something there, like um, if it were, let's say, like fixing the motor of my car, or um, what's another thing. Just, like, if it was a skill I don't possess, if it's something I can't do, yeah. then I don't feel like ashamed for sitting there watching them do it for me. Yeah. But this furniture stuff, like technically I could do it, you know? And it just felt weird that this guy's like in my house doing something I could do. I felt like I couldn't sit down and relax and like put my feet up while I watch him do it. I had to like mm-hmm. do small things around the house and run around like I was busy, even though I wasn't busy at all. Yeah. So, long story short, 20 minutes later, um, so Jack finally gets done with everything. It took him hours. um, I think like three hours almost. And he doesn't get done with everything. Um, I'm out on the stoop, uh, out on the front porch, because Alex and Ricardo, my roommates, are out there. And I come inside, and he's like looking around the house, and he's like, oh, I was trying to find you. Um. I, I, I want you to look at the piece. So I go upstairs. Uh, Joey, I had these three little dressers, one big dresser, and a wardrobe, okay? Now so, you had uh, four uh, <laughs> four miniature closets and uh, a, 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 a little Lego car. A shoe rack and a spice rack. Yeah. <laughs> so I go up. He finished one of the five pieces, and that was mm-hmm. it? Oh, my God. And, and he's like, you know, I'm done with this one piece. And to be honest, like, it's getting really late. And I have to work really early tomorrow. Uh-huh. So um, I think I'm going to take off. But I could come back tomorrow if you want. And I was like, well, how much do you want? Because I haven't paid him yet, right? Yeah, yeah. How much do you think is, you know, fair for this one piece? Mm-hmm. So he names a price. And it was fine. I just kind of wanted him out of my out of my space yeah so i was like fine here you go and i walk him out and when we get out onto the porch alex and ricardo are still there uh drinking wine and smoking and 
relaxing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack stands there and he takes out his cigarettes from his pocket and he like starts socializing with them. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, he's out of the house. You know, yeah. he's on the front porch. So I'm like, all right, good night, guys. And yeah. I close the door and I uh-huh. go to bed. And that's that. And I go back to my room. I close the room up and everything. I'm Wait, getting ready to go to bed. No, this story's not going where I think it is. And I start to hear voices in the house. Joe, my roommates have let Jack back in the house. And this is anxiety-inducing for me. And I think you would agree with this. Like, Jack is technically my guest, right? Mm-hmm, I invited yeah. him here initially, but I ushered him out of the house. But, like, do I have to care that he's still in my house? Do I have to make sure he leaves at the end of the night? That right? Is, uh, but <sighs> it's weird because he they don't know him. But I want to let you finish. I want to let you finish the story. Okay, they don't know him. I don't know him. Yeah. I, do they, I, do I, they know your relationship with him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they also watched me um, walk him out of the house. So they know I'm done. I said good night, fellas. You know. Yeah. So that's that. Um, Joey. The next morning, no. I woke up and. Um, First thing I did was uh, started responding to some of the people who had post who had responded to my Craigslist post, mm-hmm. and I found a guy. I was like, "Hey, somebody did one of the pieces. This is how much money I have left for it. Will you do the rest for that price?" This guy's like, "Perfect. I'll be there in ten minutes." He comes over, he comes up to my room, and he starts, you know, doing these. Uh, constructing assembling the rest of the furniture and i'm like all right i got stuff to do downstairs so i'm gonna go downstairs and i like go down and read my book on the couch mm-hmm. right yeah and um he comes down in a few minutes and he's like hey my girlfriend's sitting in the car outside can she come in and i was like okay this is weird but yeah so she comes in and she just sits on my bed and like tells him he's doing everything wrong okay yeah and I'm sitting on the couch and I start hearing somebody walk downstairs and I think it's like him or the girlfriend and I see legs that I don't recognize coming downstairs, Joey. Uh-huh. And you're going to think that it was Jack, but it wasn't. It was somebody oh. else. <laughs> there was somebody else that stayed the night. So Oh, I, th- I was thinking like they got Jack? No, I think Jack went home. I don't know what time. So the voices I heard could have been whatever trick they had oh so jack could have left but you thought yeah. it was jack oh yeah. that was like this ricardo and what's the other one's name alex alex i've never met ricardo but i met alex that's all i'll say yeah so that happened the weirdest thing with the guy his name was bobby who finally finished he was really nice was he hot no not no. at all you know what he looked like was um and you'll get this because you're from uh, Southern California. He looked very Inland Empire. Okay. So he had like a really baggy clothes on. He had a all black hat and the mm-hmm. logo of San Francisco Giants was like, you know, stitched into it. Also black. And he looked like he drove a truck and drank, drank a lot of Monster Energy drink and that kind of look. Mm-hmm. But we were talking a little bit. He was very nice. He got laid off from whatever carpentry job he was doing and yada 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 friendly his girlfriend though was weird and she left um bye halfway through yeah and when when we he was almost done i was kind of cleaning up around him and stuff and he was talking and he's like hey uh sorry about my girlfriend you know she's just like she's just weird when she like 
is around something she doesn't she that's like not familiar to her and i was like oh like my house is weird to her or something he's like no she just doesn't hasn't met a lot of gay people you know and i was like oh okay well (laughs) how did she know you were gay well she oh wait she has eyes and ears (laughs) <laughs> yeah it might have been the lavender that i have the fresh mm-hmm. lavender i have next to my bed potentially yeah. <laughs> but she it might have been she... that he was building a sex swing <laughs> in the room that said steve on it and they knew your name was mike uh-huh that could have been it could you uh, ever see steve in a sex swing no she also i mean she could have which is uh, funny because i could see steve in a real swing going like wee you know but i couldn't see him like in a sex swing you're right i, I agree with you she, um... Why aren't you going to comment on this? Why are you ignoring this comment? I just have nothing to say. So she, um... Let me, let me ask you this question. And it's going to be very vague. Is there a weird fetish that you and Steve share? You don't have to say what it is or anything like that, but that I would be shocked by. No. Okay. There isn't. Um, so... Oh, Did so, you just lie right now? No, I didn't. Okay. So she's like, um, she's gone, and he's like, yeah, she's just kind of homophobic. And I was like, that's weird, because there's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, she's not scared. She just, and I was like, uh, hates gay people? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I guess so. She just is, hasn't been around a lot of them. But and she's from like, the Bay Area. They live in the Bay Area. Yeah, they live in Concord, which is oh. a little bit away. I don't, it's not that far away, though. I don't know, it's very weird to me, but whatever. Hmm. But you got I, your stuff built. He did, yeah. And I said, I said, I made sure to say to him, like, well, it's her problem, not mine. Like, I don't care. Was he faster than Jack? Yeah, I would say he did all the rest of the pieces in the same amount of time it took Jack. But maybe the piece that Jack did took a long time. I don't know. Let me ask you a different question. Did he leave right away? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Okay. At the end. He didn't all sleep right. with. He didn't sleep with Ricardo and whoever. As far as I know, no. You had me going that he slept with Jack. I was gonna be actually, and I, I don't know why I was so possessive of Jack. That I was like, um, that's mine. <laughs> uh, what what, what nationality was Jack? Um, oh, white, you didn't know? Maybe Hispanic. Yeah. Okay. What's going on with you? What else is up in uh, your hood? You know, I was thinking about when you were telling the story. I'm gonna change things up a little bit. Is a, a couple of weird Lyft... I've been having... Okay, you know, I use Lyft exclusively. I don't Uber. Okay. okay? I don't like the company Uber. Okay. So I only use the company Lyft. All right? But I'm going to tell you something, and if anyone from Lyft is listening to this, step up your fucking game, Lyft. <laughs> it used to be in the old days the Lyft drivers were like... Basically, kind of like normal people, and they would be like, hey, man, what's up? And they give you, it was kind of annoying, but they give you a fist bump. They'd encourage you to sit in the front seat. They'd have, like, candy and water and stuff for you. They tried to make it more friendly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now that's out the window. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So, and now I think, they're, they're, I think what I think it is, is I think Lyft's growing in popularity, and they're just really, really short on drivers. And so they're just hiring whoever. Okay. Because I've had some really shitty Lyft experiences. Like, remember when I told you the story I went to that karaoke bar? Mm. It was a couple of weeks ago. I went to the karaoke bar and saw Shane, yeah, my friend. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I took a lift from my house to the karaoke bar. Mike, the guy who picked me up 
was such a horrible driver. And not like in like a I'm gonna crash kind of way. Mike, the karaoke bar was four. Mike, listen to me. 4.2 miles from my house. It took me 45 minutes to get there. Why? Let me tell you this. I get in the car, and what I like to do on Lyft, you know, you put your destination in, but I wait until I get in the car to put the destination because then a lot of, oftentimes drivers will use that to gauge whether they should pick you up or not. Mm-hmm. So if it's too close or if it's too far. So I wait till I get in the car. So I get in the car. I immediately put the destination in. As soon as I get in, it's this driver who I think it's his first day. And he goes, uh, and I'm not going to, I don't want to focus on one ethnicity, okay? But it's an ethnicity that's not known for driving well. Okay. Okay. And he turns to me and he goes, "Uh, you put uh, destination in? And I put, yeah, yeah, I just put it in. Okay. And then I hear, because I can, I'm in the back seat. I'm like, I'm not going to sit in the front seat with this guy. I, I see in the in the on the on his phone it goes bring and it goes destination changed and he goes and then he looks Mike I swear to Christ he turns to me and he says okay now how do I get there and I was like you use your GPS and your phone and he goes oh how do I do that <sighs> and I go touch this button right here and it goes. And then start giving them the instructions. Mike, mm-hmm. it took 45 minutes to get there. Was he okay. driving in the wrong directions or? Oh, we'll get the No, that was just, he was just slow. All right. Okay. okay there's that. Then Hollywood Bowl, we'll go see West Side Story. Yeah. Mike. Okay. So Hollywood Bowl, for those of you who aren't from L.A., even if you're not from L.A., it's probably one of the most iconic places in Los Angeles. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you have to know exactly where it is, but you have a general idea of where it is. Like, for instance, Mike, it would be the equivalent of, I'm not going to say the Golden Gate Bridge, but let's say if you were in the Bay Area and someone said, oh, I really want to go to um, uh, Knob Hill. Is that a place? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go to Knob Hill. Even if you don't know, or Lombard Street. Lombard Street's perfect. I want to go to Lombard Street, right? You may not know exactly how to get there, but you know the general area where it is. I know the direction to start heading that way. Yeah, and if the GPS tells you to go one way, you know if it's kind of on the right track, right? Right, right. Mike, so the one on the West Side Story, I get this GPS, and I get this Lyft driver. I go, I put in Hollywood Bowl into the destination. There's something, I have to actually write to Lyft. There's something in their app, actually, that when, when when you put in Hollywood Bowl, it gives them directions somewhere else. Okay. So she starts driving Oh, no. First of all, she pulls up, and I start to get in the front seat, and she goes, she locks the door as soon as I go to the front seat, and she she yells me through the window, sit in the back. Okay. And I was like, whoa, I've never had that happen. So then I go, whatever. So I sit in the back. I put Hollywood Bowl and GPS. Mike, she starts going in the opposite direction of the Hollywood Bowl. So well, does I, she, can she see the destination? Like, she might just yeah, yeah. be following the direction. No, but I even said Hollywood Bowl. Oh. I go, we're going to the Hollywood Bowl. And then, but then, because an address pops up. She goes, okay. I'm like, she starts driving in the opposite direction. About a mile in, I go, you know, I think I think uh, that you're going the opposite direction. She goes, no, I'm not. This is where the GPS has to go. I go, well. She goes, another mile. I go, you're okay, look, you're definitely going the wrong direction. Let me give you my direction. She goes, okay. And she's kind of bitchy about it, right? 
I was actually going to give her a very low score, but there was a fire that night. And so the traffic was so shitty, awful. Freeways were closed that I realized when she dropped me off at the Hollywood Bowl that she was just fucking stuck there, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That bitch got her comeuppance because she was kind of cunty in the car about this, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, cut to Shannon and I take a lift to the Hollywood Bowl on Friday to go see Weird Al Yankovic, right? The guy comes. I put in Hollywood Bowl into the app. Right? I tell the guy, we're going to Hollywood Bowl. He goes, okay. I'm talking to Shannon. I go, oh my God, can you believe the other day I would had this Lyft driver? And I even take, you got to listen to this, buddy. I had this Lyft driver. She was going in the opposite direction of the Hollywood Bowl. She didn't even realize she was going in the opposite direction of the Hollywood Bowl. I told her and she argued with me. And he goes, oh, really? I go, yeah. And then you look up. And it's going in the opposite direction of the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> and I go, this is why I know that they think the Lyft app is putting the wrong address in. I go, oh, um, I think you're going in the wrong direction. And he goes, no, I'm not. No. no Mike, I just, I just told this story. I just <laughs> told this story. And Shannon goes, yeah, the Hollywood Bowl is in the opposite direction. Well, I'm just going with what the GPS says. And I go, the, the GPS is wrong. Yeah. The GPS is wrong. But luckily, he was a little cooler. He, he fixed it right away. So uh, all was good. But I was just like, well, you just, you literally just heard this story. And also, how are they just not knowing when they see GPS? It says to go in the opposite direction. They don't go like, wow, that's that's weird. It's telling me, like, if, if, if you were in Oakland and it was like, drive towards Mill Valley, you would be like, that's not the way to Lombard Street. Yeah, Wouldn't you just I- know that? I think so, but um, I don't know. I guess maybe because they're they're driving so much. I don't. I honestly have no idea. So I'm not super happy with Lyft right now. That's my, um, that's the point I, of my story. Thank you. I I think um I use I still use Uber. I know a lot of people that don't because they're an evil company. But um, maybe I should switch to Lyft. But after your stories, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Well, I, I just think it's it could be an LA thing or or who knows what. Hmm. Um, Joey, can I tell you a story? Listen to this. Everybody, um, hold on. I had to pull the story up. (laughs) I don't have Um, any news stories. FYI. That's all I got. So everybody's been jonesing for a freshly baked baguette, uh, up here in San Francisco. Have you ever been jonesing for a fresh baked baguette, Joey? Only to realize that at such a late hour, you have to settle for a stale Safeway roll. Well, if you're in San Francisco, Joe, oh, you don't have to oh, do that anymore. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay, go ahead. Thanks to La Bread Express, a company that NBC Bay Area reports is bringing fresh baguette venting machines to San Francisco, you'll never need to eat a subpar baguette ever again. This ATM-like bread dispenser is already open for business in the Castro. Uh, you might be wondering, Joe, how these machine works. How these machines work? First of all, the dough is made and partially baked at a bakery in Burlingame, and then mm-hmm. the semi-fresh baguettes are then placed inside the machine, which has both a built-in refrigerator and oven, and they're kept chilled and ready until an order is placed. And at that time, the baguette is then baked uh, to what I'm guessing is perfection, and then ready to eat in about 20 seconds. Whoa, 20 seconds? Yeah, and there's a promo video that goes with it that explains further that 
uh, it's in a French accent even, that the machine uses a cloud-based interface allowing it to be accessed remotely, and it also accepts Apple Pay. So there you go. What would you pay for a uh, baguette that's fresh baked like this? Two dollars. Well, they are starting at four twenty-five. What? So, How big is the baguette? Um, it's a, a normal sized baguette, so about the size of maybe my uh, fingertips to my elbow. Oh, okay, I thought it was like because I was gonna say you know something similar to this is Walmart sells some par baked baguettes right that you buy in like i don't know where it's in the refrigerated section or the whatever and you just put it in the oven for like 10 minutes or something like that right yeah and it comes out fresh baked and those actually i'm going to tell you something pretty good are they as good as like an artisanal baguette that you get at like some fancy schmancy bake shop no but it's really really good yeah so but i still feel like that but it's walmart is like like i don't but hmm I cooked uh, this morning. I cooked fresh pretzels, like from scratch, with the dough and everything. Oh yeah, I saw that on uh, the Facebook. They're not really easy to uh, tie into knots. It turns out. Yeah, but I saw that joke about that. I love uh, fresh bread. I when I was in Phoenix uh, for a while, I would have like a starter loaf in my fridge all the time that we yeah. would add to, and make fresh break bread a lot. I like that. Now, let me ask you, you know, I when I had a better kitchen in uh, when I lived in Newport, I, I can't wait to move to a place where I have a really good kitchen again. But um, I used to bake a lot of bread. And, you know, I've been working out of an office and, um, of course, a lesbian who works there brought her lunch home and she had made bread and she had this sandwich where she had sliced her own bread that she had baked. Mm-hmm. It looked so fucking good, this sandwich. And I was like, oh, I miss baking my own bread. Yeah. I, I miss it, too. I don't do it anymore, but maybe I should. Yeah. Because it's so good for you. <laughs> so bougie to be like, oh, I'm a baker. People are like, can't afford food and shit like that. And we're like, I miss baking my own bread. Yeah. I could buy a loaf of bread for a dollar, but I'm going to make this one for three. How are, how are making your own pretzels at home? How is that? They were delicious. Um, They were good. I I like you boil them before you bake them, you know? Um, and that was a little bit weird. And the first, the first two, I don't think the water, like the water has to be like raging boil. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't so God, we're so boring. I'm Let like, me ask you this question. Well, you know, you know, you know I'll tell I you who's boring. Furniture, I made furniture and I cooked bread. I went to go see a movie with, uh, Jean Paul this week. Yeah. Uh, it was a cartoon, the killing joke, uh, a Batman, it's an adult animated feature but it's about batman oh right? i've never heard of it yeah it, uh, i think they just only showed it for one night i think you can get it on video on demand now but they just did it like a one night screening i think i think that's how it was, it was two nights and they made 3.8 million dollars in those two nights yeah so i went to that night first of all all nerds right the nerd something would happen in the cartoon they'd be like oh like laughing at their own batman jokes okay it's completely uneventful just me and john paul evil john couldn't go because he was sick why was I secretly relieved? I was actually yeah. like getting like I'm not, I getting kind of an upset stomach on my way over there, thinking about like, oh no, what am I going to deal with? And then John Paul's like, oh, Evil John's sick, and I was like, Whew, right? Mm-hmm. We had a nice time. Uh, what was really weird is you know I work in this office, and there was a guy there who my only I haven't interacted with him. The only interaction I see one day like last week 
is he's talking to another person in the office. It's one of those open floor plans, you know, you see like in tech startups. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting there working and he just like starts yelling at this guy about not yelling at the guy, but about the project. Yeah. He's like, no. And they had like a big tantrum in front of in the whole room. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy's kind of crazy, crazy. Right. I'm leaving the killing joke with John Paul. Yeah. And I see him paying for his ticket. Right. And I go. (gasps) And he goes, hi, Joe. And of course, I don't know his name. I yeah. go, hello. Hi, yelling guy. And so then he goes, see you tomorrow. But like in a creepy way, like, see you tomorrow. And I was like, okay. So then John Paul and I, I go, I t- we go around the corner. I go, I knew we were supposed to actually go by him to go up the stairs. I go, let's, let's go a different way. Right. <laughs> so he and I, John Paul and I talk for a little bit and then we go up a different way. And when we go, when we get out, off the, out of the stairwell, he's just like standing right there by the stairwell. All alone? Yeah. He goes, oh, hello, Joe. And I was like, oh, hi. I still don't know his name. He was like, I go, did you enjoy the movie? We can talk about that tomorrow at work. And I go, okay. Okay. So then John Paul goes, well, my car's upstairs. I'm going to go. I go, okay, bye. And I walk to my car. Mike, I'm getting, putting my keys in the car. His car just slowly drives by. Uh-huh. And he drives, and he lowers the window, and he goes, goodbye, Joe. I'll no. see you tomorrow at work. And I was like, goodbye. Weird. And then the next day, totally ignored me. He did talk <laughs> to me about it. He talked to me. Well, no, what happened was I was walking by the office. There was some other woman there, and he goes, oh, Emily. I don't know what her name is. Joe was at the killing joke, too. But she's normal. So she just started yeah. talking about the killing joke. He actually, so I never what got we're slowly learning is you don't know anybody's name there. <laughs> Mike, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I don't know anybody's name there. I'm only friends with, like, this is so clicky of me, too. Like, literally, the, the, like, the people who run the show. Uh-huh. But all of, like, the underlings. Mike, there's a girl I had to keep working with. Right? Like, this is almost like a little assistant, you know, that uh-huh. I had to work with. She had to, like... I would make notes and she'd have basically transcribe them. Every time her name has come up, they'll be like, oh, well, then Amanda will do this. I'm like, who? Who's Amanda? I Who's already Amanda? Know, I know how you are with this stuff. <laughs> and they were like, the girl you've been working with? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Right, okay. But we, you know what we need to talk about, though, is when, when I went to go see The Killing Joke with John Paul. John Paul's like, oh, Evil John and I were supposed to go to the Bay Area. <laughs> Oh, because but we can't go this weekend. Um, I have tickets to like, a gay rave, but John Paul, I mean, Evil John and I can't go. So do you think do you think Mike would want to go? And I, I know that's not your scene, but I was like, I go, I don't know. He goes, I go, I'll ask him. Yeah, Mike, please take the story from there. Well, the, <laughs> Joe, you so then Joe texts me, and he's like, uh, John Paul, no, 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 no. Let me even back up. You're like, I got something really important we had to talk about. <laughs> But I'm way too busy right now, so I'll text you later. I'm like, okay, why didn't I don't understand why you didn't just text me later? Because I didn't know you had something important to talk about anyway. But uh, eventually, you text and you were like, John Paul has these tickets to a party and uh, wants to know if you and Steve want to go. And I was like, well, I don't. I, you didn't tell me anything about it. Like, I don't know what kind of party it is. I don't know the date. I can't say I'll go if I don't know the date even. And then 
you're like you responded and you're like I'm way too busy to coordinate this right now. <laughs> and I'm like, Joe, I didn't even ask you to coordinate this. Like, I don't. What did I do wrong? <laughs> Am I just supposed to say yes? I'll go, not knowing anything know. about it. I, I don't, don't know. know. I didn't know what to do about this. I was just like, uh, you know, like why I feel am like I involved? You were in this? obligated to like. You felt obligated to tell me about it, knowing that I would say no. Yeah, but then when I didn't immediately say no, I think you got upset that you had to do more. <laughs> I guess you're right. I just, I just wanted a hard no. I'm like, okay, I did my job, and you were like, well, where well, I didn't is know it? Anything about it? So that's true. Well, also, I think, and I was telling you, it must be for someone like you, or even if this happened to Richard, would be really excited because you're like, oh wow, John Paul has tickets to something. He's always taking Joe to these fantastic plays and musicals or concerts. I wonder what John Paul must have up here. And you're like, oh, gay rave. Well, you said party, so I kind of knew it probably wasn't something I would want to go to. But yeah. So, uh, by the way, Batman the Killing Joke premiered last week at Comic-Con. And a graphic novel turned movie reunites Batman the Animated Series executive producer Bruce Timm with voice actors Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill, who are oh, let me t- their and, roles as Batman and the Joker, respectively. Yes, and let me tell you this. This was a topic in the office when I talked about it. There was, Mike, before the movie even started, a whole documentary about the making of this movie. Mm. Then they were like, stick around after the movie for a documentary about the making of the movie. Yeah. And I really so. thought, I thought... Oh, you know what? They, that's a mistake. They showed it at the beginning, but that that, oh. that was a mistake, right? So then, at the, <laughs> during the credits, John Paul and I leave. Okay, so we went to go to when we saw the guy from the office. John Paul and I had gone to go get something to eat. We went and ate dinner. So then we headed back to our car. That and the guy was barely getting out of the movie. The guy said that there was another two documentaries uh. about the making of the movie after the movie. Yeah, it says that the showing included a special introduction from uh, Hamill and then a never-before-seen documentary about the actor and his passion for the project and a behind-the-scene look at how the Joker song and dance number was recreated for the feature. I guess, was there some sort of song and dance number that was special? It was so dumb, the song and dance. In fact, I remember thinking during the movie, they because the animation, I will say, is beautiful. The The colors pop and everything, right? I was thinking... They couldn't pay a good guy, a good composer to write a good fucking song? This is the shittiest song, right? Like, hire this Lin-Manuel Miranda or someone to write a song for this. he's got nothing going on right now. Yeah. (laughs) Hire him to write some sort of song for the Joker, for the Killing Joke. You know? No. It was the shitty... It was, like, literally, like... It was, like... Hey, I'm the Joker. The joke's on you. Hey, I'm the Joker. This is the killing joke. You know, and a boop 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 boop. Like the worst song. Yeah. In fact, I was actually thinking when I was singing the song that my song was better than the one in the movie. So, anyway, what do you have going on next week, Mike Lawson? Um, next week I've got, uh, just a lot of work stuff. Nothing worth really talking about here. Um, I didn't write anything down, so I'm Mike, struggling. Mike, I created a anything. whole, I saw that the old 
next week column on Trello was deleted, so I, I made a new one, and then I went through my calendar, and I go, I literally have nothing coming up. Oh. Yeah, I don't have anything. Um, I don't have anything either. Cool, so should be good. <laughs> I know it should be it should be a great you know what Mike you're saying that but as we discussed those weeks are the weeks when we we're like oh and a helicopter crashed in my backyard right so and then I was abducted by aliens or it could be we have all news stories next week that could happen too. I'm gonna actually start um, collecting news stories during the week all right Joey well it was nice catching up with you go to hell Larry <laughs> bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs>